is always waiting welcome to the playstation experience it is i as always your boy dad ninja dev and i'm joined by my main man down in florida mr delvin cox how are you doing this fine sunday doing good so far no hiccups or anything like that so i'm in a great mood if you base it off of that uh yes yes you look good you sound good things are, are moving and shaking uh and hopefully we don't have any other technical difficulties we're starting on time yeah, all things are good. We're also having Donnie tweet out that we're apparently recording sweet hangs right now when we went live. That's no, son I of think a bitch. that's just it's not. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Rebecca already called him on it too. How dare you? <laughs> Re- Rebecca well. was like, Donnie, you really got to fix this. Lol. <laughs> oh, that's. Uh, I think I think that message like auto generates anytime the show's live. Yeah, it yeah. it's pretty much an auto thing, but yeah, whatever. It is what it is. What up, Rebecca? She's in the chat. How, how's it going? I again apparently can't voice. see Twitch chat. It's always broken. I'll just believe everything Def says. There you go. There you go. Vin Diesel's I mean, also you in the guys chat. Have it on. Say hi to Vin Diesel. Also, oh, that's The Rock. The Rock is also in the chat. Hi to Rocky Maivia, <laughs> aka The Rock. Rocky Maivia. Oh my goodness, he took it back to his his OG name, man. Wow, that's 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 something. That other voice you hear, of course, is the Secretary of Spoiled, the Platinum Princess herself, hailing all the way from the Great White North Canada. Miss Haley Nicole Miller, how are you this fine, wonderful Pride Month? Yes. Uh, hi. Great. Uh, I mean, personally great, but you know, it'd be, it'd be great if I didn't have to be an activist. I mean, you, you don't have a choice. <laughs> no, I really don't. Just please stop trying to take rights away. You know, th- that'd be nice. No. <laughs> and fortunately, that's not the world we live in. If I wish I wish we, we could all just get along and realize that there is more that binds us than separates us and focus on that. But unfortunately, it's just apparently not the human way. Yeah. W- but we'll I digress. Let's go ahead and just jump right into it and let's talk about our week. So let's start with you, Haley. How was your week? Uh... You know, um, so I guess my schedule's gonna change, apparently, even though they were like, oh, hey, so so you want Sunday and Thursdays off? Yeah, and they were like, okay, well, due to our schedule, there's been a change. Please pick your top three preferences from this list. Only two of the options had Sunday, so heads up, we might have to change recording days. Not exactly pleased, but what whatever. Uh, I actually still don't even know my actual schedule. I know that, like... So, like, I have a meet and greet for work tomorrow, because uh, we're recording this on Sunday. And then actual training starts Friday, and that's, like, 9.30 to 5.30 p- 
like 9 30 a.m to 5 30 p.m which you know i guess that's standard but the schedules they all sent me start from like 12 30 until like 10 p.m at night so like but some of them are flex so they can start earlier or later than that so like mm. i don't actually know my schedule i know that training i'll be working from 9 30 a.m to 5 30 p.m but after that i don't know so woo <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? You got a job, and that's what's important. Yeah. Figure yeah. out the rest as you go. Yeah. Um. You know, g- gaming-wise, uh, I played a lot this week. But before I get to the gaming stuff, uh, I just want to talk about Pride Month for a sec. Uh, this is a time where, like, you know, I would generally be super excited, right? Like, I don't hide it. Like, for video listeners, you can see behind me my Pride flight. It's not exactly, like... A great year for it, really. Like, you know, uh, states just passing random, like, anti-trans laws, bathroom bills, and just shit. Like, this shit is meant to legislate us out of public, but it's just, it's not good. It's really not good. And, uh, you know, it started out mostly centered in the UK, which, you know, still not good, but, like, that's where it is. And all all of this is, like, funded by, like... And I have no problem with religion, but, like, there's actual, like, visible proof of this. It's, like, religious right back to, like, organizations funding all of this and using trans, act- like, anti-trans activists as the scapegoats to do it for them. Um, and it's just getting worse and it's starting to spread to more countries than the UK and the US. Like, it's a couple like, local politicians, like, not on the federal le- level, but there's a couple local ones here who are starting the nonsense and it's just like, just, just fuck off. Leave us alone. Please, like, we didn't do anything to you. J- just leave us alone, like, please. Also, I again, I'll say this every time. I didn't come to Twitter to be an activist. I It kind of just has to be that way, and it's unfortunate. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, when you're in the minority in any respect, you end up kind of becoming an activist because if you don't talk about it and bring up your, your rights, nobody else will. It's just kind of the way things work. Like, we saw it with, you know... George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement last year, which is continuing into this year. You see it with Pride Month and everything going on surrounding that. I mean, Caitlyn Jenner out here being a complete ass. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So so let me I, put this. I'm just so confused by her. She, I don't get it at all. I'm like, really? Let, this is this let, is. Let me put this as chosen? nicely as I can. If I catch you dead naming Caitlyn Jenner because she's a shitty person, I don't want to talk to you. Caitlyn Jenner's a shitty person, but misgendering her is not the answer. Because you know who's not going to see you misgendering her? Caitlyn Jenner. Do you know who's going to see you misgendering her? Anybody you know and respect who's trans. If I catch you deadnaming Caitlyn Jenner because you don't like her politics, which I don't like her politics, but, you know, like, there are other ways to voice that, like, her politics and the policies she wants to enact if she actually gets elected governor of California are shitty than to dead name her in public because people people are probably aren't aware of this but you know it's pretty obvious she doesn't run her own twitter account she's not gonna see it but all your friends who might be trans or you know gender non-conforming or queer in other regards they're gonna see it and they're gonna how are they gonna feel like no like there are other ways to voice that your that someone's politics are shitty you don't need to like resort to dead naming them or misgendering them just no don't do it ever why does politics just bring out the absolute worst in people? Why? I just, I, it's I so don't know. I don't know, but I, I don't think that needs to be said. And, uh, this is where I, you know, like pop our own content. Uh, Patreon listeners have probably already listened to it, but if we've gotten any new ones, uh, there's a fantastic episode of, uh, I, I 
of an episode of me and Donnie talking about my experiences uh, and what it's like for me to be a trans person. And of course, I can't speak for everyone, right? But um, I bring this up because this morning uh, I spent four hours watching uh, this week's Easy Update from Easy Allies, uh, where Isla Hink, who came out last week, um, had a four-hour-long uh, AMA, like. So questions were posted on the Easy Allies Patreon page, uh, and I answered them in a four-hour-long video, and it's great. And anyone who wants to know more, and again, Isla even states this in her video, like, she's not speaking for anyone else, just for her. But, like, it's four hours long, and the content Donnie and I made is three hours. Actually, it might even be over three hours. I forget the time run of it, but it's definitely out there. Um, highly recommend it, though, like, if you're looking to learn more. So... I just want to bring that up before I, like, got into how my week was. Because, uh, again, I don't hide who I am. But also, like, I also don't really want to, you know, ignore Pride Month. Like, it's supposed to be a, a time to, like, not be afraid. And, you know, kind of weird that I'm kind of afraid to go to the store. Because, you know, that was a fun experience week that I won't get on the podcast. So. <laughs> People, just be humans. Humanity should should override everything. Like, we're all flesh and blood. Yeah. Again, there's more that, that, that there's more about us that is the same that bonds us than there is that separates us. We really need to just try to focus on focus on that as just humans. Um, everybody deserves rights. Everybody deserves to be treated fairly and kindly. Um, just because you don't believe in the same things that they believe in or feel the same way about everything, doesn't mean that they're not a human and valid and should be cared for and should be shown yeah it's really funny to me when all these religious groups get involved in all this stuff and when you look at the teachings it's not about your how you feel your judgment like get away from the judgment the whole thing about pretty much every religion is about spreading love and yeah. loving each other and doing what's right to uplift you know people and by tearing individuals down for not you know, believing in the exact same things you believe in or feeling the same way um, you do about things is the exact opposite of what most religions teach. So all of the hate just has to stop. It's real simple. Spread love, regardless of your religion, regardless of your gender. Um, Just love one another. Be kind. Treat others how you would wish to be treated, no matter, you know, the circumstances. It's, yeah. it's, it's real simple. It's so much easier to spread kindness and love than it is to hold on to anger and hate exactly uh i know this is supposed to be about my week so on the topic of how my week actually went uh you know like i said you know getting ready to start the new job which will be nice uh i'm still not really leaving the house though so probably still gonna be having way too much free time um but that's okay um superman and lois continues to exceed expectations uh week by week there's still seven episodes to go of the season so that's great um on my arrowverse rewatch um I just finished the first big crossover between all the shows, which Delvin knows what I'm talking about. That's the one with the Dominators. Um, so now that the, the crossover's finished, I can focus on individual season, like like the rest of the individual season of each of the shows and finish them in the whole cycle over for the next one. Because the next one is the uh, kind of tasteless crossover, Crisis on Earth X. For anyone who's not familiar with Earth X, it's an actual comic, uh, comic book, see comics. Where the Nazis won World War Two, so great. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's it's got some good lines and some good like actual dealing with that next season. Also, like the way they went about that was kind of weird. Um, but uh, that's about all my TV 
stuff. Uh, in the game front, I've played a lot of stuff this week. Uh, Watch Dogs had a 60 FPS update. Uh, I jumped into that for a bit. They still haven't fixed, like, the trophy sync issue. So, like, for example, as people know, back in November when the game came <clears throat> I played it, like, two days before I got... Or, no, it came out at, like, the end of October, right? I don't remember when it came out, but I know there was, like, a definite time period before the PS5 launch and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I got, like, maybe 60% of the trophies in the PS4 version, but I have 33% in the PS5 version. None of, like, the character-specific ability trophies popped. None of the, like, hey, you turned to this bureau defiant um, stuff popped. And I can't do that stuff without starting a whole new game over. Watch Dogs Legion is... It's fun to play in short bursts, and, you know, I'll obviously mm-hmm. check out, like, the the Aiden Pierce content brunch is supposed to be. Um, I'll check that stuff out, but... You know, starting the whole game over and, like, taking districts over and stuff, is it wasn't fun. Um, so hopefully they fix the trophy thing. Um, I finished and 100%ed the Ireland DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, I uh, greatly enjoyed it. It's a lot shorter than the main game. Like, the main story for it was maybe 25 hours. It was definitely fun. 100%ing it wasn't hard either. It was just frustrating. One of the objectives is to gather fish for a tribute. If you played the main game, you earn ability points through gathering, let's say, 500 coins and putting them in a pot and you get a skill point. Um, One of them required you to get five fish and I wasn't sitting there fishing, so I was just shooting a bow into the water trying to get <laughs> Redneck like, fishing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot faster because they want you to, like, mash so hard on the X button, catch those fish, and you got to deal with struggling against the thumbstick, and it's just, like, so annoying. Um, but, uh, also jump back into Mass Effect 2, finally. Uh, so, recruited Kasumi, uh, reinstated Shepard Spectre status, uh, and then, that's about all I had time- oh, right, I- I also did one of the side missions. Um, not like a character specific side mission, but like one of the side missions you just get like topped up on computer. Uh, so that was my time with Mass Effect because I didn't really have a lot of time for it. Uh, hopefully I get some more this week. Uh, still playing through The Last of Us Part 2 on Permadeath. Uh, it's more fluid now at 60 FPS and I find that they've been a lot better with it. Like a lot of it's not really giving me, might have just been that I'm used to it. Um, mm. I don't know. There are still some first person shooters that at like 60 FPS definitely. So, and obviously like, I don't, really, uh, also the only other thing I jumped into was Apex Legends and I didn't actually even play any Apex Legends. I just jumped in to grab, uh, <laughs> Hey, Hey, I've had a lot of free time. Uh, that might change. I don't know, but who knows? Uh, I also jumped into Apex Legends to get, grab the pride month, uh, banner badge. Haven't had a chance to actually play any of Yeah, that's been my week. Very busy, very full week. It's good stuff. Good stuff indeed. How about you, Delvin? How has your week been? Well, it's been pretty okay. Um, in terms of the game, I think I'm here. Um, almost, I want to say I'm almost finished with Resident Evil 8. I'm getting what, ready. To- uh, how many? So last time you had like all four of the. Yeah. And I was okay. going to Heisenberg. You now, were going to the factory. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm literally getting ready to fight him now. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully that's almost in this game because I'm ready to be done with it. <laughs> but you're not enjoying it? It's cool. It's just that um kind of feel like it's dragging on at this point. I feel like the fun the fun the part that was the most fun to me was inside the mansion. And um that little section outside when you I don't want to spoil this part. I think this part is really awesome, but um everything concerning the baby, 
That's I, a- uh, we, we differ there, sir. Get that crap out of my Resident Evil. I thought that was fast. I thought that kind of changed the dynamic of it. I thought that was pretty cool, weird, but I don't want to get too far than that. But um, yeah. it's it's cool. It's a cool game. I'm just ready to be done with it, honestly. But like I said, I haven't had time to like play a lot of stuff. I've also played um, this game called, I think it's called Hired Gun. Ne- Necromunda, yeah. right? Necromunda, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's I only played like one level of it, but it's pretty cool. It kind of plays like a, like a low-budget Doom almost, where you have to run around and you shoot the, 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 the I guess, the people that you're, you're shooting at and stuff, and as you kill them, you have to actively search and get them to get like more health and stuff. So I think it's pretty cool. And you also get like a, a cool dog that you can sick on people to help attack you stuff. So far, I like it. It's cool. It's it feels like I said, it feels a little double A. It's not as polished mm-hmm. as other, other games are, but it's it's cool so far. So I'm liking it. It's different. But I haven't really got into that one that much to really give an opinion on it. So I'll talk about that when I get into that more more so. But otherwise than that, um I think this is pretty cool. I met somebody from Twitter, who does a podcast called the What Up No Podcast? Met my boy Otis. He came down here from Detroit to hang out a little bit. So me and him okay. met at a cigar bar, and I sat with him. We talked for like a few hours and stuff about Miami and stuff like that. It's a pretty cool time. Nice, very nice. Yeah, hanging out in little Havana. She's watching all the Spanish people dance around and stuff in the cigar bar. He he was buying some Cuban cigars and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Pretty fun time yesterday. That's real dope. What's on your cap? Good old Florida. Captain Marvel. You know. The, Excellent. The woman that everybody hates. Speak, speaking of Brie Larson, uh, they finally put the uh, Envy Adams actually sung by Brie Larson, Black Sheep, on Spotify. I saw that too. That That's pretty cool. But uh, I, I still don't understand. I don't get it either. I so don't understand the hate for her. I never understood why everybody was so up in arms about her being Captain Marvel and everything. I Be- don't get it. Because she's a woman who has opinions. That's the that's the only reason they have to hate her, which is stupid. We're doomed as a it's just we're doomed. God. I just find it fascinating just, that one of the first things you learn as a child is to do unto others as you want have others do unto you. And it seems like 20, 30 years later for most adults, we still don't get that concept. Treat people how you want to be treated. My favorite it doesn't even take that long. More like ten years by the time you're in high school. Yeah. Also, like straight up, like my favorite is the people who use the Bible as the reason being a hateful asshole. I'm not even religious and I know that you're like literally not following what that book tells you. Yeah. Real talk. Who did Jesus hang out with? The sinners. Yep. The whores. The money runners. That's who we hung out. Those were the main people. He was involved with why? Because they were the most pure people, even though they were doing the shadiest stuff. The ones who were the real bad ones, the real corrupt ones, were the ones that were in charge. The ones running the church. Hey, you re- know, re- just... remind me again. What did Jesus do to those people? <laughs> he spread love, and that's what he did. Yeah, he spread love. That's, yeah. that's what he did. A.K. Love you. Jesus hung out with the cool people, not the lame people. Pretty much. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just so funny when they're like, and again, not to dive back into like the, the like pride month stuff but like it's like well yeah god says adam and eve not not or not adam and steve and i'm like okay but first of all homosexuality god never was, said that nope. first of all second of all <laughs> homosexuality didn't appear in the bible until 1947 when it was rewritten the word the word that was originally there stood for pedophilia so there's that too Oh, the fun part about the about the translations of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can put anything in there for all we yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. It's like also they're like, oh, well, if you're gonna, f- uh, my favorite is when they're like, oh, well, God said yada yada yada, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, and I'm just like, okay, but 
they they also said not to wear clothing made of two different like fi- fabric. So like, what what do you do? Everything you wear is made of yeah. more than one fabric. So yeah, I, I don't know. And just, if Jesus just were spread here today, love, people. I'm not a religious. He would be loving all of the queer folk. I I'm I'm not a religious person. Like you know, I've had some not great experiences with religion, but also like I just don't generally want to spread spend my time doing that. But you know what? I'm not gonna hate on someone for the religion. Like well. Yeah, I am a religious person. I can tell you this, and this annoys me. Don't pick and choose the things out the Bible that you want to or listen to or you want to obey, and use it for your benefit. That part, simple as that. That part. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> How was your week, Dev? Uh, my week was uh pretty good. Um, wasn't terribly busy, which was nice. Uh, my wife was supposed to go to uh Houston to meet up with some friends, but they all got sick. So she decided to stay home and we're just postponing that trip to another time. So she was a little bummed about that. Uh, so she, she's been here and just kind of hanging out. Um, she's finishing up work. Uh, school just ended for her. So she's her teaching stuff is done for right now. So she gets to focus on other stuff. Um, my son graduated from TK, which is basically like a pre-kindergarten stuff. Yeah. So that was really fun for him. Just having him back in class for like think maybe it's been a month now he's been really really enjoying it already is sad about missing his teacher and and because i guess the last day of school is this tuesday coming up um so he's just like real sad he's like i'm gonna miss mr burris sad but he's been having a really good time making friends i love picking him up from from school as he's leaving like all the other kids are saying bye to him and everything so has been a nice experience. It's weird to go back to dropping off the kids. It's always like that heart-wrenching moment. Like, uh, I'm going to miss you. I'm glad you're gone, but man, I'm going to miss you. Because <laughs> I guess it's just the two hours that we get from him being out is so much easier to work and all that good stuff. But um, that's been cool. This week, all I've really played has been Destiny. Um, mainly because last night, if you saw I posted in Discord, oh, I had I a did. land party. I did. Yeah, I had the that's, homies uh... over. That sweet little 3D TV you had there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for the the homie that got there late. You got the the, the bottom of the barrel pick because all the rest of the monitors were 4K monitors. I have way too many screens. I've realized because um, all this all the screens were mine. Yeah, I figured. Um, I mean, you were hosting but, the land uh, party at your house. Yeah, yeah. Typically, you bring your own stuff though. But I was like, I I got I got a bunch of 4K screens, so y'all can use mine. But uh, yeah, we uh, the homies came over. We had some some drinks. We had some food. We just hung out, played Destiny, um, just kind of chilled. Everybody's going through stuff, so it was nice to have us all together and just kind of hang out. Um, so yeah, just been playing Destiny this week. I keep wanting to get back to Mass Effect, but it's like oh, it's so large of a game. Where uh, where'd you leave off? I don't remember. That's fair. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't remember what I was doing at the time. But it's always there to get back to whenever yeah. I get around to it. It's like but, um, it's, it's probably going on the back burner for me on Friday. So, yeah. Ratchet. So, um, yeah. But I have one other question. What kind of food did you? Have? Uh, what did we did. Uh, we just had buff. We had now Wingstop. That's all. Okay, I was just asking because I had Angus burgers for. Yeah, I'm making that we today. Basic. I'm making that. I'm making. I'm making the rest no of them. No idea what we're uh, there. after the podcast. Yeah, I have no idea what we're making for dinner. I gotta go to the store after this. So after this, probably do church and then head out to go grocery shopping because my my uh, cupboards are bare and missing things, and my children are making sure they let me know that there are no snacks because that's all they do all day is snack. They yep. are eating me out of house and home. 
it's ridiculous. You're not I mean, hungry. You're just bored. Stop I, eating every hour. I mean, it's nonsense. I know, I know that I'm 25, turning 26 later this year, but uh, that's all I want to do all the time too. Is drives me insane. <laughs> you just ate. You're not hungry. Go away. Stop asking me for food. I don't know. Stop it. It's ridiculous. I eat way more now than I did before I started hormones. By the way, so like. That. Fun, fun fact, people. Uh, I used to be able to stick my hands under my ribcage, like straight <laughs> under my ribcage. Uh, I can't do that anymore. I don't even. I don't even. I, like, I don't like even know how straight up under, so like you could see my hands. Yeah, like that's how skinny I was. You could, yeah. Yep. Um, just gonna. Yeah. Good. We're gonna. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Yeah. We've got a lot of questions to get through, so we're just going to transition into all of the wonderful hey! questions you've got, starting with like at the- PSVG Kevin. He wants to know, do you think Sony will have a showcase at E3 or rather during E3? If so, what would be your guess for a surprise announcement? Uh, I mean, so rumor has it they're having one at like the end of July out of war, but I don't know. Um, I'm expecting whenever they host their next one. We're going to get, you know, confirmation of whether Horizon makes it this year or not. I'm still leaning towards maybe. Um, I would assume November. That could, of course, change, you know, and if it does, it's not a big deal. Like, there's plenty of stuff coming out this fall already, and we don't even have most of the announcements from, from E3 yet and Summer Game. Um, but what would be a surprise announcement? Uh, maybe the title of whatever Ben's new IP is. I mean, it's probably too early to show anything from it, but that could be a surprise announcement. Um, I don't know. Maybe the rumored second game Santa Monica Studios is working on. I don't know. Anything. Anything could be a surprise announcement because we really don't know much besides the fact that Horizon and God of War are in development and that GT7 and God of War are both confirmed coming to PS4. So that's about, you know. Yeah. The, the surprise announcement I would definitely want is, hey, Hades drops today on, P- on PlayStation. Go pick it up. That's what I want. But I don't know if that's going to happen. What do you think, Delvin? E3, Sony, they're going to be there or close to it? I think they'll probably be close to it sometime, like maybe like maybe next, the week after or something like that. But if they, they could have possibly do it in the month too and it'll be fine. But E3 has kind of become a thing now. It could be a month-long event, so it doesn't really matter when they do it in terms of that. But um, surprise announcement, I'm going to give you one. Um, the Last of Us multiplayer is unveiled. Mm, yeah. I feel like that's kind of falling com- off people's radar a little and it's, bit. And it's coming like soon, like in the next couple months. I maybe think like, the first. I, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was say maybe like in um September or November, something like that. I think it's still too early. Um, and I know that I'm not the only uh, Eddie O'Yee kind of funny. Same thing where he uh he feels if we see factions multiplayer mode this year, we see it at the game award. Yeah, that's so far off from the original but, release. But, but yeah. see, here's the, here's the here's his reasoning, and I agree with him on this. If you're hiring a marketplace uh multiplayer developer for and not and this was a listing that was recently on Naughty Dog's website for your multiplayer game, yeah, you're not releasing it anytime soon. Who says it's for that part game? That game could be something else they're working on. Sure, but I feel like releasing factions that late next year, like. Is anybody still paying that much attention or waiting for it? I mean, I feel again, like that's so far away from the original release that it's kind of like out of the minds of the vast majority of people who are waiting to play that. I yeah. mean, we were already told it's much bigger in scope than it was. Yeah, that's all well and good, but that game came out. It'll be almost two years by the time Fraction comes out if it comes out next year. 
Like it's like I'm not even thinking about that. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next Last of Us to get that point right. Yeah. Like I, I just think that's weird. I think it's a long time in between. I feel, um, I feel, as far I feel like if you're gonna come out with it like that long, like why don't just add some single pair DLC, quote unquote, to it, like standalone DLC with it? Because that's a long wait, and especially it's gonna be mm-hmm. so. And this is like so much stuff is gonna be coming out next year and <laughs> later that year. Who will really have time to play factions? Like, why would it be on their radar? Yeah, yeah. you would be it's surprised. Weird. Factions are dedicated. Like Last of Us One multiplayer it was. Is still popping. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I, yeah. As far as what I think, as far as uh, Sony being there at E3, no, I don't think they'll. I think they're they're gonna do their own thing probably in July after all the dust settles. Um, that way the whole focus can be on them. I think that's how they're they're gonna get down. It's like why even bother putting out a bunch of stuff during E3 when we can just wait till E3 is over. We can do our own thing in July and have the entire focus shifted onto us, and we can do our thing there. Um, and as far as a surprise announcement. Um, the next Ghost of Tsushima. That's 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 just me wishing and wanting. Um, that's other good. than that, I don't really have any other guesses. But I really think that uh, you know, that's that's what I want. I want more Ghost of Tsushima. I'd I'm, like a part uh, two. I'm just putting this out there because I know he's listening. Uh, Delvin, your son surprised an that would be extremely joyous. New Jack and Dexter. Yep, he would be very happy about that. But uh, that not if happening. anything, if anything, I'm gonna take the <laughs> I'm gonna take the Greg Miller approach here and say, uh, if anything, the most you'll get is tease of the anomaly. Probably Jack and Daxter. I can see a collection or something like that, maybe. Maybe did they do that already? They, they did that already, and <laughs> they were just like they were just upresed ports of the PS2 games. Which you know, there's nothing wrong with upresed ports. I'm just like they already put them out. They're, you can buy them individually or as a whole collection. PlayStation Store already. Yeah. All right, next question comes from El Tech Zero or El Techo. He wants to know which is better, season one or season two of Love, Death, and Robots? Well, that depends on what you're looking for. Shorter, more focused content, then you're looking for season two. If you're looking for season one, uh, if, if you're, season one is more like varied content. Like the first episode, I think, is a fight club uh, with animals and stuff. Whereas six episodes down the line, you could be watching someone swim through fish in the air. It's, it's more... It's more about what you're looking for. There's 18 episodes in season one. They're all like 10 to 12 minutes. I think the longest ones maybe. Um, they're all different animation styles too. Um, and the same thing follows for season two. But those ones are again. Uh, there's eight there, and the longest one is 18:50 seconds. Um, it's all good content, but it's all a matter of what you're looking for. I have not watched season one or season two yet. Everybody tell me it's a fantastic show, by the way. It, it is. It's an anthology show uh, with sci-fi premises. Like, like, um, Animatrix, almost. Sort of. Like, yeah. every episode is different, uh, so, like, there's no connecting threads between of them. Like, they're all... But I've heard it's very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's in my queue as we speak. Yeah. Just haven't had time. I barely know anything about it, so I have no answer for this. It's on Netflix. Never seen a trailer. It is. Never, I don't know nothing about it. It's on Netflix. Um, one of my favorite episodes is I can't say this, but it's a it's a cyberpunky type episode. Not like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, but like actual cyberpunky. Beautiful looking we'll show. See. Maybe I'll check out the yeah. trailer and see what it's about. But it's it, they're quick. Next question. They're quick, easy watches. Like I said, ten to twelve minutes at most, generally. And then there's maybe like four episodes total between both seasons that are eighteen minutes long. Lack of a connecting thread kind of kind of turns me off. But... Again, you can pick and choose episodes. You don't have to watch them. Like that's the point of an anthology. Think of it like Black Mirror. Yeah, I never seen Black Mirror. Black Mirror is fantastic. 
But San Junipero, y'all know, baby. Yeah, no, I don't watch a lot of TV, so I know, I know. Uh, sit, <laughs> but on Delvin's comment of Black Mirror, San Junipero, baby. <laughs> also, don't watch the first episode of Black Mirror. Just, just don't. You're far better off. Please do not. I don't, I don't remember the first episode of Black Mirror. It's uh, it's the David Cameron fucked a pig one. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Just skip that episode and watch the rest. You'll be far better off. But like the first episode of Black Mirror season one is literally about David Cameron fucking him. Well, there's context to that. He just didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, he did it and it kind of ruined his political career. So yeah, I don't even know who David Cameron is. So. He was the former UK prime minister. So yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. Next question comes from Mr. Pastor Coach Ham. He says, all right. Just got a German Shepherd puppy with my family, and even with the pee accident, straining and such, it is a childhood dream come true. Did you have any childhood dream pets back in the day? What pets do you own, or wish you didn't? Start uh, with you, Delvin. Um, I now own two dogs. Neither one was by my choice, <laughs> but I guess the one I own, the bigger one, Lucy's a La- Labrador Retriever, a black lab, durable, sweet dog. It was my grandma's dog, but... Lucy was a lot rambunctious and literally would tear up everything in our house. Like in terms of like, we had like a bed, a bed for her. She tore up the bed with the other dogs and stuff like that. She tear up stuff in the house. Now, you know, my grandmother was sick earlier this year and a dog jumps on people and hugs people. So she couldn't handle the dog. So I ended up having to take care of the dog. Sweetest dog in the world. I trained the dog. So now it doesn't do any of that stuff. Just behaves and just a good dog. And my other dog, Buster, is a small Yorkshire Terrier. Mm-hmm. who was my ex's dog who she didn't take care of and I started taking care of and the dog loves me to death follows me everywhere and drives me insane As, <laughs> in terms of pets I've had when I was younger my grandmother and this is going a little bit in my psyche when I was a kid I stayed with my grandmother a lot and she owned everything from chickens to iguanas to ferrets and I had to take care of all those animals she had a chicken coop and everything and I had to take care of the ferrets the rabbits she had so many different animals at different times of her life. Gerbils, guinea pigs. So I've been around animals all my life, legit. Straight Dr. Doolittle over here. Yeah. At one point, we had in the backyard 18 chickens, six ferrets, two dogs, and five rabbits. Wow. Boy, did this thing. That's a lot of animals. I was going to say, uh, that's got to be some kind of code violation. Yeah. <laughs> Felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> like like one of those articles about 18 cats confiscated from yeah, yeah. You, and definitely has Florida man written all over it you you would think so but spoilers my grandmother has money and she had these big coops and these big pens and houses for all these these pets live better than people oh well <laughs> well hey what about you Haley any any uh childhood pets that you like dream pet liger a liger that's okay. a that no 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 that's a deep cut for anyone who knows what I'm referencing. By the way, I'll give you a guess. Yeah, no. no one remembers the you hit 2000. Wait, Delvin. Go, well, go ahead. No, no, you were supposed to give the guess. You said I'll give you a guess that didn't give the guess. Yeah. So how about you give the guess first, and I can try to figure it out. No, 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 no. You can guess. You sh- you like. I'm very surprised you, you at least don't know what I'm referencing. I don't remember anything. I've been hitting no the head one, a lot. No, no one here remembers the hit 2004 movie Napoleon Dynamite. Not at all. I hated that movie. <laughs> not enough to remember anything about a liger. I did not like that uh, movie. It's a lion and a tiger mix, you know. And that's probably uh, why I didn't like that movie. 
<laughs> no, I uh, I like that movie because it's just ridiculous. Like some of the scenarios in it are just stupid. Um, like he puts the tater tots in his pocket and someone kicks his jeans. He's like, "Oh no, my tater tots!" <laughs> we get some of those tots, Napoleon. Yeah, like. By the way, nothing happens in that almost two hours and 45 minute movie. Like, that movie is like 40 minutes longer than it needs to be. That movie is two hours and 40 minutes longer than it needs to be. Like, like, nothing happens in it, but it's so fun to watch as just like a dumb movie. It's so good. I could throw Uh, this football over those mountains right now if I wanted to. Yeah. We could have took state. Could have took state. Also, like, come get some lard. Like, I'm not saying the rest of that because it could be construed as offensive to people, but like the way he talks to the llama, or I forget if it's a llama or an alpaca, whatever. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a it's a, it's it's a, a movie. It, That's all. I can say. It's, it's an it's experience, and there's also like two seasons of an animated show with all the voice actors returned. It's great. Uh, no, I never really had any like childhood pets that I wanted. Uh, I had two cats. Um, as we all know, rest in peace, sit. Uh been almost two months <laughs> yeah. and then i got blue who is scrambling to get all the attention so no yeah. it's weird it's weird though because um, again blue is like five and a half years older than it was like blue's over 20 so had that cat since i was five years old wow that's nice yeah when growing up we didn't have pets um so i never had pets i never really wanted pets taking care of animals is not something that i enjoy um we had like when i was a baby baby but don't really remember we had a cat named simmons that ran away um and then my wife really really wanted a dog until she realized she didn't so we had a dog for a a brief period it was a a cocky a cockapoo so it was a cocker spaniel poodle mix it really loved me and um i enjoyed having a dog for a brief period but i can't say that i'd want any other pet I like cats. My wife hates cats, so I'll never get a cat. Um, my daughter really, really wants a dog. But the problem is, I'll be the one that has to walk yeah. it and pick yep. up its shit and take care of it and all that stuff. Because, yeah, they're here for all the fun times. But, like, the actual taking care of it and remembering to feed it and all that stuff will be left yep. to Dad. And Dad wants no parts of that. I already have two little animals to take care of. I don't need any. So Well said. <laughs> No animals for me. All right. Next question comes from Hollywood Bones. He says, so I've jumped back in the No Man's Sky after an almost five year hiatus. Now, after Hello Games upgraded the game to PS5 and launched a new Prism 3.5 update, I'm back in and going for the platinum. Do you guys have any games you left behind and are looking to finish the game or go back for the platinum? That Um, that game, (laughs) No Man's Sky for me. I, I tried to give No Man's Sky another shot. Um, which, you know, some games are. Uh, and the only game I've ever really felt like that with was Infamous 1 and, you know, 2018 God of War. And I went back and got the plats. Um, nice. Again, I like to hunt Platinums. But if I'm not enjoying a game, I'm not going to push myself to. Yeah, I my enjoy, whole life I, is a backlog. I enjoy so. hunting trophies. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin enjoyment of that by forcing myself to play 96 levels of a game I'm not enjoying. I'm looking at the you, only- DMC Devil May Cry. I beat that one. A great game, but to get the platinum, you have to fight through a hundred levels, and if you die once, you start over. So, nope. No. Yeah, I don't think there's anything other than maybe The Last of Us that I've considered going back and getting the platinum. If um, you 
if you do and you need help with the multiplayer trophies, I'm here. Wait, Last of Us 2 multiplayer trophies? No, no I thought you said Last of Us 1. You did say uh, Last no. of Us. You didn't say specify which one. I meant to. Okay. I don't even forget. No. I completely forget about the first one. I meant to. That's okay. probably the only one that I've considered going back and getting the platinum. Will I do it? Eh, probably not, to be perfectly honest, just because there's so many other things to play, and I just don't have time to be chasing platinums. Um, but there's tons of games. There's games that I, I want to go back and finish, Mass Effect being one of them. Um, I have a backlog that's ridiculously long, so there's tons of games that I want to go back and actually just finish. As far as trying to platinum, not really. Games that, that, that I want to platinum, I try to platinum as I finish them, so I can just be done with it. So... I'm not. I'm not chasing plats. I just don't. I don't. Have, I don't have the time. Like it's a lot. It's a serious time investment, and um, I just. I don't have the time to invest in that. I'd rather be playing other games once I'm done with. Like I'm not a replay a game type of guy. I don't replay a lot of games. All right. Moving along. Next question comes from Justin Picker. He wants to know what are some of your favorite licensed games from the PS1 or PS2 era. Mine is the Phantom Menace on PS1. I spent hours, endless hours, replaying that game over and over again. And a bonus question would be, what TV or movie or TV franchises would you like to seek a licensed game or adaptation of? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. The only licensed <laughs> PS2 game, Tony Hawk. We all know how that is sad. And yes, I'm well aware of the rumor of there actually being, whether that's DLC or an actual like, full game. Uh, I still don't think it's going to happen. Uh, rest in peace, Vicarious, just to support would Tony Hawk be considered a licensed game? Yes. Yeah, it's a licensed yes, game. Yes, it's a licensed game yes. because Activision doesn't own the likeness of Tony Hawk. They were yeah. from Tony Hawk. That is not what I would have thought about that. Yes. Um, what about you, Devin? Oh, any, I any never answered the movie. From the or, PS1? I'll go ahead and answer the oh. question, Haley. Uh, the movie or TV thing, uh, maybe Smallville, but I've sailed on Yeah. What about you, Devin? Anything licensed? I know you played a lot of those games. This is This is actually my bag. So I have three. In the P, I'm gonna do it. In the PS2 era, there was a 24 the game based off the 24 TV series that I love, where you play it as Jack Bauer and it plays. It has the original cast from the show, and it every every time you finish the stage, it's like the episode of the show. It is it, like an episode of the show, so I, I love that game. There's also a game for Batman Begins. It's the only Christian Bale movie, Batman movie that got a game, if I remember correctly. And the cool thing about it was, I think. I think they said this kind of was like almost like, well, it was it's really cool because when you, the whole one of the objects of the game that you do were you had before you fight the bad guys, you had to instill fear in them. So you'd have to like do things in the environment. This is a PS2 game, by the way. Do things in the environment that would get the villains scared, like the, the thugs scared. So when they see the Batman, they'll be so scared they wouldn't even want to fight him. They just take him out like that. It was a pretty cool thing for those type of games like that. And my favorite licensed game of all time, we talk about these type of games, is The Chronicles of Riddick that came out on Xbox. Mm. Fantastic game. Vin Diesel's likeness looked very good for Xbox game. I loved the heck out of that game. I wish they make port that to PS4, PS5, or Xbox Series X, but it's a great game. There was two games made. One that was made, for original Xbox, which is the regular Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay, which has exhibit in it, by the way, which is cool. And the sequel, which was um, Dark Athena, which was made for Xbox 360 mm. and PS3, if I remember correctly. But and it also came with the original game. But those are the games 
I, I love it. Great series. As terms of the, a movie or a TV show that I would like to see get a video game ad- adaptation, I would like to see a good Stranger Things game. There already mm. is one. No, it's a pixelated game. It's a, on the PlayStation Store already. A good, good. <laughs> keyword. Good. It is, it is good. I don't think it's good that great. I think it's a beat 'em up. It's a good game. I don't think so. it's that great. I I want to see one that's um either. I feel like I wanted to see that Telltale one that they was gonna they were working on. That'd have been cool to see that come to fruition and see how that worked out. Or it's, it's so much things you can do with the Stranger Things license. It's weird that they haven't done more with it. Honestly, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, it's the most they've done with it, right? Yeah. So I think it's Nancy and Steve, and then obviously the- that is correct. Uh, and then the villain, I forget the villain's name because I've not actually watched Stranger Things. It's in my queue before people come at me. Like, the, I'll get to it. I've told y'all my Dead by Daylight story, right? No. I have been trying to play this game for years. And every time, I swear to you, every time, and it's downloaded my PS5 as we speak. Every time I try to load this game up, it uploads a patch and the patch takes forever. So I say, fuck it, I'm not playing this. So every time for you. Do you have the native PS5 version installed or just the PS4 version? I don't know now. The native PS5 version. I, I can tell you now. But no, it, this, okay. this happened a lot, with, especially when I tried on PS4. And every time I try to play the game, I have to install an update. It's going to take five hours. All right, screw this. It's, it Delvin. never fails. <laughs> D- Delvin, what the hell is your internet? It's good internet. It's just that it, if you don't play it for a while, that game always updates. So then there's a whole bunch of patches that's coming it's in. It's a multiplayer wasn't... game. Yeah, Which, so... first off, I'm very excited. I'm very uh, you know, surprised you want to play that. I like horror games. I like horror stuff. And, I, and plus, I like all the licenses they have. They have Saw. They have, they have Saw. Stranger Things. They have stuff I like. So like... They have Silent Hill, I think. Yeah, they Silent Hill's awesome. In there. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. I know that Resident Evil is being added on like, the 25th. So. Yes. They also have Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Michael Myers, all stuff that I love. But every time I try to upload this game, download and patch, screw this, I'll play something else. Especially also, now. Also, <laughs> by the way, like your if your internet's good, it shouldn't take five hours to download the patch, regardless of how many, like, how big the patch gets. Oh, you you know it's the the glory of Sony and their downloading and then copying process. They uh, take yes. forty thousand years. Okay, but the copying process isn't counted in how long it takes to download. And do you know how I know this? Because I downloaded Fallout seventy six. We know that, but it's just the process that Delvin doesn't want to deal with. I got to download. I got to copy. It's gonna take exactly. A while. I'm good. I will play this. I'll play this, something this else is here already. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what happens. I'm like it's no, the no. convenience factor. Do you do that, do you do that when other factor. games update? No, because usually. I can get right into it. I feel like because I play, I don't play Dead by Daylight that frequently. The patch is always like huge. Like, hey, this big update's coming up. The biggest up. Dead by Daylight patch I've seen is 18 gigs, my friend. I don't know what you're talking that's about. That's a lot. That's that's large. <laughs> that's large. That's not small. That's a that's small a patch. Update. That's a large Assassin's update. Creed frequently has like 25 gig patches. What but do you it, want? First but of it, all, Assassin's Creed is a game that is bigger than life itself. It needs to stop. Exactly. No. Needs to stop no, with give, all the ridiculousness. More. It's DLCs are bigger than some games. It's not exactly. Stop. I mean, stop uh, it, Assassin's hey, Creed. Hey, the op- uh, the optimization on Valhalla is great, though. Sorry to tell you, it's the smallest game installed on my console. And, and so, I will. How is that possible? Da 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 da. da I don't know. <laughs> That's impossible. I don't. Because uh, and Clank is like thirty-eight gigs. Yeah. So Valhalla is smaller than uh, that. They need to talk the Call of Duty. Because Valhalla's like thirty, Valhalla's like thirty-four, including 
including Wrath of the Druids. Call it Call of Duty was so bad, I sent my copy to Dev. That's how bad it was. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm not doing I, this crap. Okay, we're not talking about Call of Duty because I've it's never seen an Assassin's Creed game reach that large, except Odyssey, and even that it only reached that big if you had all six DLC packs installed. I feel like Call of Duty so. was almost 200 or something like that. Like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the most I've seen an Assassin's Creed game get is 101 gigs. You can't pu- pull a Call of Duty on that. Red Dead's bigger than 101 gigs. Red Dead's 136 gigs right now. And for reference, that's installed on an external hard drive and not the actual console hard drive, so... That's a lot of space. A lot of space. GTA Um, 5 is worse. It's like 150 at this point. Jesus. So, um, as far as licensed games for me, I think the only one that I really even remember playing was, like, the original Spider-Man that was tied tied into the movie. I enjoyed that one. I'm not a big licensed game guy, so I can't think of anything else that I really played or enjoyed. Look at that. Spider-Man 2 and 3 games were fun. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed the first Spider-Man. As far as a, something I, I want to see an adapt, adaptation of, or, or I really kind of like movies, the TV, like they're their own thing. Like I don't need an adaptation. I don't need to play the game version of There's only one thing that I can think of that I'd want to see, but it would end up being something really small. So Cowboy Bebop. I would love to be able to just play like a side mission. The problem with Cowboy Bebop is that it's finished. Like it's only twenty six episodes long. There's a beginning, there's an end, and there's a movie. Yeah. So the only thing that I'd want to see them do, I wouldn't want to see a game version of the series or a game version of the movie. I'd want to have something that's completely different. So just like one of their missions, it's not in the not in the show, not in the movie. Just something that could have happened in between episodes. Uh, I'd rather see something like that. I think it's there is a Cowboy Bebop game. Yeah, I think there is. There is well. one. I don't remember what it was. I remember being excited for it and just completely forgetting about it. And I think it's like some kind of side scrolling beat him up. And that's I, not something that I'd want to play I from Cowboy. I think Bebop. the unfortunate thing with anime is that short. Like, one of my favorite, like, I'm not really an anime person, but I have a favorite. And I think I brought it up before. But, like, Helsing Ultimate, it's Vampires Fighting Nazi. It's 10 episodes. That's it. It's all there is. It's 10 episodes. Uh, I wouldn't want a game of it because I don't even know how you could conceivably do a game with that show. Um, not even just because of how, you know, short and constrained the series is, but the story's told really well, regardless of that, just because I don't really want to play a beat-em-up, which seems to be what most anime games get made to be. And I mean anime games based on existing properties, like Dev just said, the Cowboy Bebop is probably... I don't want one for that, because to actually, like, enjoy Alucard and Sarah's Victoria and other characters in that thing, you need it, like, an actual... Like, otherwise, you're just playing a character that no destination you're just beating people up for no reason yeah yeah that's not what i want either i want something fleshed out but like i said i don't want it to be a mission or something that takes place in between episodes or something like that um either that or samurai shampoo same thing i don't want to have something where it's something that takes place in between like there's always an episode where a certain character is just missing from the episode so you could take that and be like this is what this character was doing in between these two episodes while they were gone. So do something like that to where it's not beholden to like the exact retelling of what, ha- of, of the series or something like that. It's something where you can create kind of its own thing and it can kind of stand alone, but still um, also be a part of the, the, the series. Yeah. Next question comes from Jay Stiltus and he says, what is tales full name? Do y'all know don't this? Google it. Try to remember. Do y'all know yeah, this? I know, I know it. So I don't want yeah. to say it. Do you know it, Haley? Yeah, I know it. Uh, what are we talking, Sonic here? Yeah, Sonic. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking ask me. 
I don't know shit about Sonic. I also don't give a fuck. Jesus. Tails Miles Prower. That is correct. Do you That's know where the name. do you know where the miles come from? Uh no. Miles oh, Davis. Yeah. <laughs> they got the Miles Davis. Real talk, like not to be like an aggressive person, just, I really don't care about Sonic. The only Sonic thing I've seen are like the old Saturday morning like WB Kids cartoons. Great cartoon. Uh, but yeah, one was then, good, I, one was bad. <laughs> even then, I only watched them while I was waiting for Yu Gi Oh to come on, which I enjoyed far more. So that was a weird <laughs> cartoon thing. Did you notice that there were what? two different Sonic shows that came on at the same time? Yes, I know. There's also a weird yeah. movie where like the design of Sonic is awful and Eggman looks better than Sonic. Yeah. Like Okay. Why do people always want to call him Eggman? His name is Dr. Robotnik, damn it. Uh, hi, welcome to fandom nicknames. Just it's what sticks yeah. with people. Also, his head looks like an egg. That's why he gets called Eggman. Yeah, my kids call him Eggman all the time and I'm like, look here, children. <laughs> His name is Dr. Robotnik. Hey, hey at, least, on his name. at least in the Sonic movie, you can't call him Eggman because he doesn't look like an egg. I call him Jim Carrey. Yeah. Hey, there's Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I still haven't yeah. watched that movie. Movie's it's great. on Amazon Prime. I still it's haven't really watched good. it. It's I've really heard good. it's good. I've heard it's good. I just, I again, I don't really care about it. More power I don't know why those. people have so much Sonic hate. I don't get it. I don't. Sonic's like The great. comparisons I, I, to Mario and stuff, I, I, it's such a different game. I never said I hated complains. it. I just, I was just be like, I don't know the answer to these questions. I don't really care about Sonic. I'm ambivalent. I don't hate it. It's just I don't enjoy yeah. it. So I, I will say it's, this: the first what three or four games are really good. Well, Sonic One, Sonic Two, Sonic Three, and I used Sonic to and play a, yeah. great games. Flash. I used to play a Flash game on the browser for Sonic at school when I wanted to avoid schoolwork. Um, but other than that, now. Nah. Yeah, everybody always like hates on Sonic and shit. Sonic. It's such bad game design. It's so know, terrible. My, oh, my, Mario my is so much better. I'm like, that's so different. My, They're completely different types of games. Yeah, my completely. favorite thing was when uh, Greg Miller put out a poll on Twitter: What's more popular, Sonic or Zelda? And then the comment thread was like 265 tweets long, and I'm just like, I'm not really. Yeah, I was. I, I still think Sonic is definitely more popular than Zelda. I, I, I think. Mean, I think it is. Like, we're not. We're not getting into this globally, debate here. Absolutely. Sonic has a absolutely. weird fan base where there are people who despise Sonic, and there are people who mm-hmm. absolutely love Sonic and go into the lore of Sonic. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that Sonic has a movie and several cartoons and Zelda has one cartoon that was really terrible back in the day. I actually get mad. Eh, one cartoon. It's got one cartoon. I always think about the CDI version of the game that looks like a cartoon and is really bad, but it doesn't have the same, like... And it didn't even have really a one... Of media. didn't yeah. really have one cartoon. It was a cartoon... Inside of a cartoon in Captain show. N, yeah. yeah. Also, oh, my, Captain in the my game favorite Master. thing is all the show. fake the fake Netflix <laughs> rumors about uh, about Zelda that pop up like every six months, like the fake poster. They really the, should yeah. do that, by the way. I mean, hey, more power to them if they want to. But but my favorite is like all the like terrible photoshopped posters that you can tell are fake. Like like they're done in a way that they're me- you're meant to notice they're fake, and people still fall for it every time. <laughs> One, one year Nintendo oh. should do that on April Fool's Day and be legit serious about it and see if people are like, hey, catch on. Oh, man. man. That would be kind of awesome. That, see, that's my favorite thing with Rooster Teeth is their their company birthday falls on April 1st, so they always have to, like, remind people, hey, anything we say on April 1st is not a joke. Like, that's the day our company was founded. Not a joke. This stuff is real. 
That's funny. All right, let's get this last question out the way so we can jump into news stories. And this kind of takes us right into all of the news stuff, which is perfect. So, keep the hype over on Twitter. Yeah, he says, uh, with PlayStation now seemingly supporting X-Gen games or cross-gen games and more PC releases, do you think we're seeing a seismic shift in how PlayStation has traditionally operated? Is this the new PlayStation approach under Jim Ryan? No. Um, I straight up just think this is because the PS5 readily available. If the PS5 was readily available and you could walk into store shelves right now, I think the PS4 versions of God of War and T7 would be scrapped. Horizon was, and again, has been stated for years, it was mostly developed on PS4. So that one would, of course, stay Mm -hmm. cross-gen. But the rest, I think their PS4 version would be scrapped. That would be that. Uh, On the PC front, yes. Like, Sony's going to keep putting games out there because it's money. Why wouldn't they? Like... Sony's always made PC games. Like, it's not a new thing. It's yeah. new for some of the PlayStation games that come there, but Sony's always supported PC, which people tend to forget. Yeah. So, and I don't think this is a seismic shift. I don't think there's ever a seismic shift when it comes to Sony. They do things over time and gradually. Yeah. Um. So I think that, them, like Kelly said, a lot of the, the cross-gen stuff is more because of just the way COVID and everything happened, the limited supply of the chips to make the playstations i think all of that factors in and they had to shift course um and the pc stuff yeah they're they're gonna do more pc stuff but you see it's a very slow gradual rollout it's not like we're just flipping a switch and now everything's gonna be on pc it's we're gonna really pick and choose the things that we think may do well on pc or things that we feel like need a little boost or whatnot um but i don't think it's gonna be this seismic shift um i think everything with them is very calculated kind of slow rollout um and eventually we may get to the point where we start seeing pc games coming sooner um but i don't think it's going to be anything that we should expect to to be like a day and date thing or anything super close to the the fastest turnaround we had was with death stranding and that's not even a first party title yeah um again i think it's going to be a slow gradual type of thing that happens with 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 that yeah, and again, that Bloodborne rumor I think is true. I will come to PC at some point. I think they're strategically waiting for that one. I, I don't know why, but I think they are. Like, there are credible sources. It's probably real. We don't have any real confirmation, but there are credible Um, Now, whether, like, I, like Dev says, I don't think we'll ever see day and date. Maybe. Maybe if they start, you know. And again, Microsoft has stated they don't count console sales as, like, the metric. Like, again, it's very hard to tell who's quote-unquote winning because, A, first off, I fucking hate the console. Like, there's great games you want. Militantly defend the giant billion-dollar corporate. You don't need... But, um, it's hard to, like, gauge the metric. Who's in the lead? Who's here? Who's where? Like, unless, like, something drastic happens and Sony's, like, all of a sudden in, like, second or third place, which, again, I hate this console war bullshit. Like, it's not important. Like, just play where you want to play. Play the games you want to play. There's great games on every system. Um, then maybe we'd see day and date PC and console release. But it's it's an unfortunate thing. Like the crossplay situation. Sony, like they're a corporation. Their first thought is how do we make the most money? So people are still buying PS4s. That tells mm-hmm. you all you need to know about that. They're gonna still keep putting games on PS4 because frankly, people are still buying PS4s and there's not enough PS5s out there now. When people start buying PS4s on a granular scale, then we can start seeing, okay, this stuff 
okay, only PlayStation only and stuff like that. They'll start, they'll probably gradually move away from it. But as of right now, it's no point of moving away from it because PS4s are still selling like hotcakes. When people couldn't get mm-hmm. PS5s and Series Xs, they just, okay, we'll just buy PS4. We'll just buy that. And in terms of the PC thing, I think they kind of do it that way to kind of give the game like a, a shot, a jolt in the arm. Like, hey, we released mm-hmm. Forbidden West as this year, this year, this time. But we release it a year later on PC. That's another boost of everybody hearing about this game. That's hey, remember this fantastic game, and it's gonna, as opposed to releasing them both at the same time, where you get that one boost. It feels like people have been waiting for these games to come to PC, and it becomes a whole other conversation mm-hmm. about an old game. And old games don't feel old when you're announcing, hey, the PC release is coming soon. Yeah, All right. It extends the life cycle of it as well. It's part of the conversation for much longer than just the the console cycle. So now you get to re-release the game on PC. It's going to be better than it was in the console version, more than likely. Um, And again, you're extending the life cycle, giving it a shot in the arm and getting a new audience and a new conversation surrounding the game. It's not bad for business. Yeah. You know, and you see all the all the Sony guys get all upset and up in arms about, oh no, don't send my games to to, to PC. I, I don't get that. You, uh, yeah, you had your understand. chance with it. You played it. Um, it coming to PC is not hurting you in any way, shape, or form. It's such a stupid, stupid thing to get upset about. Harris, like, uh, they're not hurting you in any way, shape, or form. It's not doing anything to your experience with the game. Harris's video on just like. It instills the point so perfectly where, like, he's holding up the case of, yeah, I want to play this on PC. Tosses Uncharted 4. I want to play this on PC, too. Just tosses the game away. He's like, more people get to play the game. Who fucking cares? Like, I don't... It doesn't affect you. You already played the game on PlayStation. Hi. Hi. I have a gaming laptop. Uh, hi. Uh, I want to play Horizon on PC again. I'll I'll do it. I mean, I'll wait for it to go on sale because I paid full price for it once. But, you know, like... My my laptop can handle running it, so I'd like to play it. Yep. So yep. it's the same thing, especially with when it's Uncharted so much 4. later. I'll play it on PC. Not hurting you. I don't know. Like I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. If PlayStation tomorrow is to be like, we're gonna put Uncharted 4 on Xbox in two years, I'm like fine, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> again, again, yeah. my whole point is open the fucking floodgates, let everyone play everything, which I know won't happen because business, and that's not how you make money. But again, if if Xbox people tomorrow can play the entire Uncharted series, good. They have more games to play. Yeah, like I'll, that, it's it's better for everyone. Like I I feel like as long as I get my worth out of the console in terms of I got to play my exclusives at the time I want to play my exclusives, I'm fine with it. I understand some people's arguments like, oh, well, what's the point of having multiple consoles if everything has the same thing? I get that, but once you played it, once that window has passed, that six month, that year window of exclusivity. Why not send it someplace else? It's not hurting you at all. Why not let these games right. go to Xbox or let these games come to PlayStation? Yeah. It's not hurting you. I, yeah. It doesn't hurt your enjoyment of the game no, exactly. at all. And it again, just enables more people to play it, enables the company to make more money. And when they have more money, they can make more games. Again, I've made this point time and time again. I don't really I don't really care about exclusives. It's not why I buy the console. I buy the console because I enjoy the e- Again, if all of a sudden tomorrow Xbox could play Last of Us or Last of Us Part 2 or Ghost of Tsushima, good. All the more merrier. More people get to play a great game. Yeah. Y- you know, like, it, it does not affect me. It would be the same thing if Xbox did the reverse, which, again, I know this is a stickly topic because everyone's like, well, what about Bethesda? And, like, I, it's stupid. But, again, it would be like if all of a sudden... You know, like, they were going to put Fable on PlayStation. Great. More people get to play a great series. Fable's great. 
Like, it's the same thing. And it would be the same with with Nintendo as well. If, like, all of a sudden tomorrow, Xbox and PlayStation had Mario on the store. Great. Everyone can play Mario. Like, it it would be better for the market. But again, that's not how business... Yeah. It would be better for the consumers. I don't know how well that would be for all of the actual, you know, people making the games. Because, again... Part of the business part of it is you got to have something to sell the console because yeah. if I know Mario's coming to my Xbox, I'm not going to, I might not buy Nintendo. I might just wait for it. So I get it from the business sense, but when it's years and years later, it's only a positive. It's yeah. only a net positive. I agree. Well, with all that good video game news to end that with that question, let's just jump into our stories. What you got for us, Haley? Uh, well, I got two things, but I only listed one. The first thing I'm just going to mention hi, it's Pride Month again. Um, Tell Me Why is free on the Xbox console, on Xbox Game Pass on PC, and on Steam. Uh, if you want to play a great game about a trans man, uh, that's not a spoiler. That's like the premise of the entire game. Uh, In the trailer. You can go grab it and claim it for free. Like It's yours to keep. And you can claim it on more than one platform. I own it on Steam now, I own it on Xbox, and I own it on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Like I, I own it three times over. Like Great, great game. Uh, it's free to keep. It's yours for Pride Month. So you got till June 30th to grab it and claim it. So just, you know, do that if you want to play it. Like, so it's a good story. And also, like, huge fan of the way, like, when they were promoting that game, they detailed, like, points where, like, hey, this might be triggering for players. Um, which, again, I hate the word woke, but, like, I know there were people up in the arms going, woke, you don't need to tell people triggers. And I'm like, no, they absolutely should tell people triggers because sometimes games deal with horrific topics. You know, warning your player beforehand, generally a good call. So yeah. The other news I have <laughs> is uh, also thank you, Easy Allies, for telling me how to actually pronounce this word. Koch Media uh, mm-hmm. says that Saints Row and Dead Island 2 won't be at the... Uh, E- E3 showcase. So, uh, huh. Wonder what they're showing. Uh, right. <laughs> like, well, technically it was Deep Silver that came out and said they wouldn't be there, but Deep Silver is owned by Koch Media. So, like, okay. Like, I, I don't know what you're showing at your showcase then. But also, I like how the original headline included Time Splitters and they just announced that studio forms. So, like, I don't know. What are, what are you showing? I mean, is this a TH- right? this is like a THQ Nordic situation, but like, how many games you got development? I don't know what you're showing. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what the heck they what they would be showing. It's so weird to me. It's unless they're just announcing like a lineup of games or something. But do you really need a showcase for yeah. that? Like, what are you showing? I don't know. It's also incredibly weird since we were supposed to hear about Saints Row Five, which we know is in development. Like, we were supposed to hear and see like the first time reveal of it last year. Well, we're in June now, and uh. June 2021. So I haven't seen it or heard, or heard of the official reveal. So, and we know I it's. I had no idea there was a Saints Row 5 game. And uh, we know it's in development straight from Volition themselves, but like, we uh we, we don't know what it's about or haven't seen any of the event. We were supposed to see it last year. So. Right. Like, the only games they have listed under like Koch Media is Agents of Mayhem, Dead Island, Homefront, The Revolution. Risen 3 Titan Lords, the Metro series, and then Saints Row. So, 
What are you what are you having a showcase to show off? Are you doing another Agents of Mayhem? I feel like that game did not do well, although no. it is the G.I. Joe game that I always wanted. Uh so um, a- Agents of Mayhem was done by Volition. It was meant to be like spin-off of Saints Row. Did not right. it, but it's it I'm saying it's under Koch Media. Like if yeah. you go to their webpage, that's yeah. one of the games under them. So like unless they're bringing something out with that, if they're doing something else with the Metro series, I know the uh, Metro uh, Last Light is getting it's got the PS got a uh, the PS5 version, I believe, came out. The PS5, yeah, the Xbox, out, like all yeah. that came out. So, are you announcing another new thing for that? If Dead Island is not going to be there, are we doing more with Homefront? Are we doing? Are we going to announce God, Saints Row not. Five? Like it's Home- Homefront Revolution it's just, was bad. It was not good. It's yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I have no idea what be like, showing. I I don't it's understand. Really it's it's like the WB thing. So like, there's a WB showcase thing with E3, but. For Summer Game Fest, there's also a WB thing, and according to Jeff Keighley, the Summer Game Fest WB thing is just back for blood. So, like, I don't know. Is that also only what we're going to see from WB at E3? Who knows? It's really weird. Yes. really weird. Maybe they're going to show off Chorus, because Chorus is under Deep is deep Silver. So maybe that's maybe. what they're going to show, because that, that was something that was announced, like, at when they were announcing Xbox and ps5 and everything um chorus is one of those games that they announced so maybe maybe they'll show more of that because i that kind of, that game just kind of disappeared i don't remember that game ship right it's the game where the chick was like tied to the ship and it was like a space space game it, it was it looked really weird like it looked like a space shooter um but like yeah the the trailer looked really cool like it seemed like it had a really interesting story to it the the chick walked up to the ship and she was like intertwined with the ship's ai or whatnot um and after that trailer like we never heard anything else from it It just kind of disappeared off the face of the map so maybe they'll show that i know chivalry 2 is also a deep silver game and that that's coming soon so maybe maybe it'd be those games but other than that if it's not dead island if it's not uh saints row 5 i don't really know what else they could really be showing so so on the wb front i don't know if this is just straight up the e3 list i know that like summer game fest has their stuff linked like for example like the netflix geeked week stuff on june 11th right like koch primetime uh the tagline for that is we know something you don't know so there's that but they have on june 13th which is the sunday where you're supposed to hear from wb uh all they have is Back for Blood showcase. So is that all we're hearing from WB then? Great question. Who knows? Uh, with Koch Media again, who the hell knows what we're seeing? Uh, we're we're in a weird place with this. It's like I don't know what's happening. It's just weird. Yeah. What do you think, Delvin? Anything? Nah. I, I will say this. <laughs> um, I feel like we should be seeing something about Dead Island. They've been talking about this Dead Island game forever. My favorite thing is right. every time they're asked about Dino Lynch, he's like, we'll show you more when we're ready. So, yeah, that game's never coming out. Uh, it, it, it's also like anytime Ubisoft's asked about Beyond Good and Evil, which, by the way, I haven't forgotten about our bet, by the way. Well, two yeah. years. Two years. But, yeah, I, made a bet. I don't even remember the bet. The bet was if the game's not out by January 1st, 2024, Delvin owes me a game. If it's out before that, I owe Delvin a game. That is correct. That is um, Secondly, that game's not ca- never coming out. Like the director of that game left. There's been like turmoil and like complaints over the hit record situation with that game. I just I don't think game ever. That would make me very sad. I really love that original game and want to see more from it. And what they've shown of it looks so cool. Yeah, 
crazy how long some of these games just kind of sit in gestation. Yeah. So crazy. All right, moving right along. Delvin, what you got for us, brother? Well, apparently Fraxis is working on a turn-based strategy game with Marvel superheroes. It apparently got leaked and it's going to be announced for E3. I'm excited for it because it's, that's right up my alley. A turn-based strategy game with Marvel superheroes. Sounds awesome. So just, just to Does cut it, it, though? Just, it doesn't sound awesome. I'm not a fan of XCOM. <laughs> but also, just to cut in, I know where this came from. And Jason Schreier made clear uh, he's not sure that this is actually going to be an E3. He says the game is real, but he also says he's not sure that this game will be announced at E3. Either way, especially, the game is real. I'm happy. Especially right. because uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game is being revealed at E3, and that leaked already, and we know that's happening. So. A Gu- it's a Guardians of the Galaxy game going to be revealed for? Who's making it? From, from Idis Montreal. I did not hear about that. That's awesome. I am Groot. <laughs> but yeah, I am Groot. I, I like XCOM, so... Uh, I'm not really a fan of XCOM. I mean, I'm sure I'll give it a try, but... I'm I'm not yeah. really I'm so torn about what I want from like superhero games at this point. Like I definitely don't want turn based because if it's turn based, I don't feel like I'm really controlling the character yeah. or the abilities in the way that I want to. But I also don't want just the beat 'em up. Like Avengers was cool, but I'm like, I just don't know that I want that from a superhero game again. Yeah. I definitely don't want XCOM just because I'm not a turn based guy. I mean, I think this could be really cool from just a strategy type standpoint with all of the, the superheroes and being able to utilize all their abilities in a way that can make for really emergent, interesting gameplay. Um, but it's just not for me. Um, I will so say this. Like, uh, I do feel like we're going to start getting to that point of oversaturation because <laughs> there are a lot of superhero yeah. games coming out with these exact same characters over and over again. Mm-hmm. You got the Avengers game. You got the one game for Switch that just came out like a couple years, not even a couple years, like a year or two back. Marvel versus Capcom. Marvel versus Capcom. No, Marvel Alliance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Then you had you just having a whole bunch of superhero games coming out in general, like, and a lot of I them mean, with the same characters. It's not even like yeah. different characters, so it's kind of like. Ugh. So here's my thing. I don't think we'll ever reach Saturn because here's the thing: they're still being made on like a tenfold scale. So like. Yeah, that's true, but that's different when it's not the same characters. Like this is like, how many games can you play Spider Man? Yeah, like, do that's I my really point. Want to play Cur- Spider Man still? Do I still want to play Hulk? You you can play a Spider Man in two games currently, and that's Spider Man twenty eighteen. And I, I'm well, I'm being sarcastic. I know you can play a Spider Man in Ultimate Alliance three on the Switch. My point being is like currently, like in the current Marvel games deal. You can play Spider-Man on two on, on two games, and that's Spider-Man 2018 and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, where we'll go from there? Sure, because again, well, I don't think you Spider-Man know he's is coming to Avengers. I yeah. don't and think he's coming you got to Marvel Avengers. Strike Force. I think yep. Avengers is. Got... I think Avengers is going to get shut down before Spider-Man gets added. I doubt Just, that. Nah, it, it is losing money on the day. Like it's not. It's not going to get. It'll come out. And that'll probably be the last thing that comes for it, but it'll definitely come out. And then, like I said, you've got Marvel Strike Force. You've got this XCOM game that's coming that'll probably have Spider-Man in it in some way, shape, or form. Like, just how many times can I... Like like, like Delvin said, like, it's an oversaturation. Like, how many times can I play as the same Marvel characters beating people up? Like, for, for honestly, like, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, 
because you start out with the Guardians, like it felt like a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That felt like when you said it. So the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, like, they're like making what? a Guardians. Like what? Are, what are you doing with that? Because I feel like I we have, had that already. I have no idea what it is, but we we know it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It was revealed in 2018 uh, by Jason Schreier. I might add Kotaku while he was still at Kotaku. And we just had a Guardians um, Galaxy game too <laughs> from Telltale, mm-hmm. but that was a story based game. There's there's. I don't know what this Guardians game is, but that's what the Idos Montreal game. The the thing is, is I don't think again. Like yes, playing as the same characters is weird, but like Batman's done well, and Batman's had how many games? Like I know the next Batman game, you're not playing as Batman. Spoiler alert: you will definitely play as but, Batman at yeah. some point in that game. That is exactly all of how that's those going to work. are all tied in together. Yeah, this is just like onesie twosies none of it makes no. sense it's just okay. like it's another I game so it I becomes see what you're, yeah you're saying but again i still don't think it's going to reach an oversaturation point because there's stuff for everybody it's kind of like here's our spider-man no here's our spider-man here's our spider no yeah. here's our here's Sp- our x-men <laughs> yeah like all right come on here's those x-men <laughs> this is our captain america but this I is our captain america. it's know. just it's- yeah, it's a mu- we'll, it's we'll much. S- it's weird, man. We'll, we'll see. It's weird. Again, I don't think Avengers lives past January of next year. I think I think people better get ready to say goodbye. Um, j- just so we're clear. Um, like the final- they could kill the online play- portion of that and just keep releasing story based DLC. And I, uh, story uh, uh, in uh, Avengers is fantastic. Uh, but yeah. here's the thing: they couldn't. They couldn't because the way the mission structure is done through the Avengers table. Killing the online portion would kill the single. No, it does not have to kill the single player at all. I've never once played that game in multiplayer. You don't, you don't have to. You can it's turn always, that off. It's always connected online, though. Whether it's you always ha- connected. You could turn that off. It is possible. We have the technology. They could do that. I think they could. Yeah. I don't. They could so. shut down the online servers for it and be like, "Yeah, this is now just a local play, a local game. We're only bringing DLC." Only bring in story based DLC. They could very easily shift course and do that. I don't think they will, though. I think they're at the point where Square Enix is going to tell them, hey, cut your losses. I doubt it. Their local player count on Steam right now is 438 players. Doesn't that matter. is bad for a game like that. It doesn't matter. I wonder what the local player It just player lets you count. know that you don't need a multiplayer game for it. It just means that you don't need. It just goes to show that the multiplayer is unnecessary. Story based game is what was good. And continue on that route. I love the story. People love game. like the story. I yeah. love it. You never hear anything bad about that. All you hear is like, "Why am I still playing this game? It doesn't need to have this all the multiplayer stuff that they've thrown on. It doesn't need to be a games as a service type game. Just the story components carried it on its own. It didn't need any of the extra stuff. Yeah. But this XCOM game, Delvin's here for it. I, I, I will say this: I would be cool if this was just a Black Panther game. What I mean by I that, mean, like. Hey, you get to control Wakanda's army forces and like the Dormelage and stuff like that as a turn-based strategy mm-hmm. game. And you kind of like, hey, you can also have Black Panther with you, Siri and stuff like that. It doesn't sound like that's not what this is going to be, but if they were to go that route, like, hey, make this a Marvel game about one specific character, that would be dope. That would be cool. That would be really cool. They could, but the thing with XCOM is like, if you're going to do an XCOM-style game, the draw is having one Marvel game. But... Like I said, Wakanda. Wakanda has so you can use the Dormelage and all their soldiers as like they fit perfectly in the XCOM format. Yeah, use them as your your soldiers and your grunts, and then have your hero characters with like Black Panther, bring in Shuri, bring in uh, Winter Soldier for all I care. Yeah, you, know? you can bring in certain you characters. 
White I, Wolf. I, the White I, Wolf. Yeah, I'm literally surprised wolf. that they didn't change the tagline at the end of the show from being Captain America. Like, when the show tagline, spoilers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's not even, like, a spoiler at this point, because I think everybody knew how the show was going to end. But, like, when Sam obviously picked up the mantle, uh, and the end credits thing changed from being the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Captain America and the Winter Soldier again... I'm very surprised that the Winter Soldier didn't change to Captain America and the White Wolf. Because he's still the Winter Soldier. That's just the tag that they gave him in Wakanda. That's the only place he's known as the White Wolf is there. But for all intents and purposes, he's still the Winter Soldier. Yeah, it would have been cool. I don't think that would have made any sense. Anyways, Loki starts Wednesday. Also, that was going to be bonkers. Yeah. Timelines and manipulation. Let's see how that goes. I hope they don't pull a Ralph Loki messing stuff up. I hope they don't pull a Ralph Boner. <laughs> Please right? don't do that. What? Yeah, they're going to do Ralph Boner. Of course they're going to do Ralph Boner. It's Loki. Why would they not do Ralph Boner? The whole point is he's the god of mischief. Don't. don't. Also, yeah. they're they're doing Lady Loki, and I know that already, so that's cool. And that's not a spoiler, by the way. That's been in the casting. But if you're not looking <laughs> at the casting news, like me, that is spoiler stuff. I nope, didn't know like, that. It's not. It is people, publicly available people don't information. look at casting news. Publicly not available everybody follows not that kind of stuff. Publicly available Just information is not spoilers. Oh, Trust my me. God. But I, you're spoiling also, it for someone. I will also, say this. You're spoiling it for somebody who doesn't know that. Pub- again, publicly available information I will is not say spoilers, this. first if, off. And second, if you've read a single Loki comic book and any of Marvel's history, Lady Loki is a thing. You realize that the vast majority of the people who watch this MCU stuff do not read comic books. They're here for just the movie adaptations about it. They're just, this is cool. I don't have to read the comic books now? Great. I will say this. Anything you post on the internet is public information. Anybody can access it. But that it. doesn't mean the idea of a spoiler is you're spoiling something for somebody who didn't know. So just because it's publicly available doesn't mean everybody their mom is out there searching for it or looking for it. Not everybody is connected to the internet it in that way. It trended on Twitter when it happened, so... I didn't see Not that. everybody has Twitter! I, I didn't see that. That didn't trend on Twitter for me. I had no idea. Well, Guess I really earned my tag this week, huh? <laughs> you sure in the hell did. God damn it. I didn't know that at all. And I had no clue. Oh well. Yeah, not even. Did he have yeah, it? Any, any yeah, yeah. It's okay. Anytime Haley says no spoilers, it's got it's definitely a spoiler. Yeah. Just hey, hey. If you hear hey, no spoilers, hey, hey. just go ahead, mute, or skip ahead like thirty seconds because you it's know a, it's a spoiler. See, see, but then then it's a situation where you could deliberately walk yourself into spoilers because sometimes I just don't stop talking. We know so. that. This is also true. <laughs> um, so you're better skip off. Skip ahead a minute. No, Skip you're better of off just listening through the whole thing. <laughs> Secondly, by the way, um, here come. <laughs> no, I'm not spoiling anything in this thing. I'm saying it's a lot better of a situation for me to say no spoilers and spoil something than it would be for someone to say I'm not racist, but because I hate to tell you, if you have to say I'm not racist, but you're you definitely like, saying something racist. That's true. I've heard that before. Yeah. Heard that recently. <laughs> <I'm gonna say. laughs> episode 200 uh, mm-hmm. I've got a black friend I'm not a racist yeah. oh my god uh, like if you have to say I'm not racist I hate to tell you but nine times out of ten yeah. you racist or got some racist tendencies yeah. alright 
significant loss. So Horizon, a lot of news has come out about Horizon since that reveal. Um, some people find it to be good. Some people find it to be bad. But uh, one of the most interesting things, in my opinion, um, is that the Horizon was developed heavily on PS4, with the PS5 serving as almost like a director's cut type of thing. Um, I believe it was like June 2nd, so like a little while after the uh, like the, the the state of play went through or whatnot. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of interviews, a lot of articles came out, and um, one of the things that the uh, Benjamin uh, was named McCall, he sat down with Game Informer to discuss some of it, and they said, "quote unquote," a lot of the development is taking place on the PlayStation Four, and a lot of the playtesting is also done on PlayStation Four. Um, so we are ensuring that owners of that console have a great experience. That the game will look fantastic on that console. Um, naturally, however, the PS5 and it has and its powerful graphics card will have the upper hand. For PlayStation 5, we can go much further. Of course, visually, we can add a lot more detail. Graphically, the rendering technique for the underwater scenes is special in the PlayStation 5. It has extra details and extra systems. The wave technique is better on the system as well. The lighting on Aloy on the PlayStation 5 has as much definition or has much more definition. And we use a special cinematic lighting rig on the PlayStation 4 that is only used in cutscenes, but it's actually used on the PS5 for the entire game. Um, and they have a lot of processing power, so they can just do a lot more with the graphics. Um, so we get all upset about cross-gen and games coming to ps4 um but much like pcs something coming out for a lower end of a pc doesn't necessarily hold back the development of the game on the ps5 mozzarella is in point mozzarella looks amazing on ps5 doesn't feel like it was held back by ps4 at all the ps4 game runs well but uh it doesn't look as good like for example miles's hair on the ps5 is completely different than the hair rendering techniques that they use on the PS4 version. Yep. Like Miles's fade looks like my hair. It looks fresh. I love it. It's amazing. Which, which by on the, the PS4, way, if you play the PS4 version on the PS5, you can definitely still tell the difference. Yeah, Speaking absolutely. As someone who's platinumed the game twice. Well, remember, yeah. I played it originally on the PS4. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's yep. it looked yeah. great on the PS4. I had a blast with it on PS4. And it just looked a lot better on PS5, but it looked it yeah. didn't look it didn't look terrible on PS4. No. I'm like, it looked great. I, yeah, but you could definitely tell his hair was different on PS5 than it was. Yeah. On PS5. So on PS4, because I actually watched a video on it, because I'm fascinated by hair in video games. So on the PS4, Miles's hair is actually just like an extension of the rendering for his head. Where on the PS5, his hair is actually eight strands individually rendered. It's a completely different technique that they can only do on PS5. So you want to think about games being held back? In no way is that happening. Same with Aloy's hair. It took them, I think they said, like a year plus to actually get Aloy's hair done right for PS4. And even longer for PS5. And it's done completely differently on PS5 because of what you can do with all of the rendering and the individual strands and the way the hair reacts on PS5. So like the idea of games being held back when they're when games are given enough time, when developers are given enough time to create the games, games will not be held back by being cross-gen. So everybody who's all up in arms and pissed off about God of War being on both systems, like you're just gonna if you have a PS5, you're getting like the definitive experience yeah. of the game. If anything, 
on the PS4, it's just a watered-down version, but it's not holding back the next-gen. The next-gen is still going to be able to take advantage of all the bells and whistles of the PS5, but we're just also enabling the PS4 players who don't have a PS5 to be able to experience the game. Also, uh, so I've seen mentioned people going, well, loading corridors are definitely going to be built into Jeep Morales on the PS5 because yeah. the loading corridors that exist in that game don't exist. On- the, like, yeah, there's no like, there's no loading corridor. <laughs> like, on the PS4 version, there's definitely a loading corridor. Like, you exit or enter a base and there's a loading screen. But you play that same base on PlayStation 5, you can enter and exit that base without a loading screen at all. So Yeah, yeah. Look at Ghost of Tsushima. There's no loading in that game. At all. That game, at all. I, I love that they it's had ridiculous. to come out and say, hey, we had to slow the loading down because it was too fast. Yeah. Yep. We had to artificially make the, the screen, like the when you get come back from dying screen, we had to artificially make that longer because it loaded too fast for you to be able to see the little tooltips. I don't care about them tooltips. Get me back in the game, bro. Nobody cares about them tooltips. Nobody's reading that. Get me back in the game. My, so, uh, yeah. my favorite thing is you could turn the tra- fast travel back on on ps5 but it's off by default because the game just loads yeah i'll leave it on by the it's way i'll put insane. it on because i like to see all the train stuff you would i like i, like I mean it's, it's fun i didn't turn it on in the ps5 version but like there's no option to turn it off on the ps4 version so i definitely saw them but you know yeah loads yeah i mean i just i really wish we could get off this you know ps4 holding things back or being so upset it does it definitely sucks when it's like one of their main things was we believe in generations and all that stuff to really try to get you hype and excited for ps5 and what they would only be able to do on the ps5 when come to find out like that's not necessarily the case um you know we're able to make these games on ps4 and i guess with covid and everything that happened with development and things just taking longer it allows them to take the time they need to be able to develop games for both systems so with gran turismo 7 god of war horizon and probably plenty of other games you're going to be able to see the ps4 version and the ps5 version and neither is going to be felt like it's being dampened or held back by being you know developed for both you're able to take advantage of the bells and whistles on ps5 and still being able to deliver a deliver a quality experience of the game on ps4 i uh i I know that i'm a crazy person but also i'll be able to platinum horizon (laughs) well Let's let's be honest. We're still only in year one. Like mm-hmm. we still got a long way to go before we start really seeing everything these consoles have to offer and what really the PS5 can do and how far they get along with it. Till the till we get to that point where hey, the PS4 can't do this. This is amazing. You know, we're still in just yep. year one. It's gonna take time for us to get yep. into the things where we're like, holy crap, this is amazing, and it's amazing to us yep. now. So imagine four mm-hmm. years from now. Yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, again, you know, uh, NDA haven't signed any, but like Imran Khan, while I was watching like a Fanbyte stream, because that's where Imran Khan is now, is over at Fanbyte, and uh, mentioned there were a bunch of games coming to PlayStation 5 real soon. Real jaw-dropping. So Yeah, and with that, I mean, we can just transition right into like our, our topic of the week, and that is the Herman Helps. Herman Holst interviewed the Q&A that he did with the PlayStation blog, um, their, 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 uh, the podcast, the PlayStation blogcast. Yeah. Um, it's funny because the main takeaway from that is everybody was up in arms about was God of War being done. But there's so much more in that interview <laughs> My favorite that. thing, by the way, is how uh, Hollywood Bones tagged me afterwards. And I guess I was still holding out hope, but I guess I should have listened to H- Haley all the all year long. And I'm like, 
I'm not the only one you should have been listening to. Literally everyone in the industry was saying that game was not coming out yeah. this year. Like, no one in their right mind thought that was coming out this year. <laughs> no one thought yeah. that was coming out this year. All we saw was a 30-second, like, Ragnarok is coming and snow across right. the screen, and then the Omega symbol. Like, Yeah. It's so ridiculous that people are so up in arms. I mean, and, and I get it. If you're not somebody who's deep in the industry and paying attention to everything, then all you all you saw was it 2021 God of War. Yeah. You know? But when you actually are paying any attention and you look at everything that's happening and the different delays and how long it's taking people to develop games because they're not in the studio, they're working from home, they're trying to coordinate all of that stuff, everything just takes longer. That's just the nature yeah. of, of of working in and, you know this environment in these years and these times of what's going on and case in point no one wants a cyberpunk situation um either mm-hmm. and uh let me just remind y'all it's been 156 days cyberpunk 2077 still on the playstation's you know yeah yeah and with that Imran Khan thing it's like in the interview Herman said we have a lot going on right now PlayStation Studios have more than 25 titles in development almost half of these are new IP the other half, their titles in a set franchise that PlayStation fans already know and love, so it's quite a lot. So yeah, we're gonna get a lot of stuff coming. And I mean, there's 25 titles in development. That doesn't mean those are all all 25 are coming this yeah. year, next year, no, or the year after. Exactly. These could be things that are like far, far down the line. But the fact that we're gonna get at least 12 to 15 games that are gonna be brand new IPs is really yeah. exciting. Now, some of these may be indie titles, they may not be big AAA experiences, but the fact that you have that many games coming and being developed for PlayStation 5 um, through PlayStation Studios is, is exciting. Like, there's a lot of stuff coming. And like Delvin said, we're in year one, year one, you know, and we've gotten some really, really amazing stuff. I mean, you look at Miles Morales and how well that game looks and runs. The fact that there's a four, there's a, a, 60 frames per second ray tracing mode um you also have a 4k 60 ray tracing mode coming to ratchet and clank like that's just crazy Which, again and this by is the all way, in year one you're listening if you're listening to this <coughs> the day the podcast came out if the game is preloaded on your console already the patch will have already downloaded yep there was a patch that came out last night to give yep. you that so you get a performance 60 frames per second ray tracing like there's so many the system is capable of so much and the developers are learning so much. And I think the fact that everything is delayed and taking that much more time is giving developers even more time to understand the ins and outs of the system. So we may get better looking, better playing games sooner than we would have in previous generations because everything is taking so much longer and they're being granted that time to actually work. Like one of the things that um, he was saying in the interview was that they would much rather push something back to make sure that the quality of the game is good rather than try to hit it you know so i think that's that's really important they don't want their studios to have to crunch or to do anything to hit a date they want to give them the time that they actually need to make the games and that that is something that's really important when you think about how up in arms everybody is about crunch culture and people being being forced to work ridiculous long hours to hit a date and then the game's still not being in good shape looking at you cyberpunk like they did all of that and the game still came out broken so was it worth it in the end probably not no, that that's another thing too is like that's remember we didn't have a date for miles morales until august so yeah. her, like that's why they've said horizon is on track for 2021 but we're not quite sure we can hit that yet we will let you know as soon as we know and again 
when PlayStation holds their next event, I think we'll know whether or not it's coming. I mean, the biggest thing to me is when Herman says, but I can tell you, we are not going to risk the quality. We want to ship extremely high quality games, finished games, and we have to do that, obviously, without pushing our teams to the breaking point. Yep. Like, that's important. Oh, You don't want to burn out your teams. While we're on this topic, don't be sending death threats to de- devs on Twitter either, especially ones that include rape threats. Hi, yes, I'm referencing the tweet Alana Pierce put out. Like, that shit's disgusting. Just Don't gross. be sending death threats yeah. and rape threats to devs on Twitter uh, because a game got delayed or a game's coming out on PS5. Like, that entire, like, tweet was like, I hope you get blanked. I'm not saying it for... I've said it twice already. I'm not going to say it again. Uh, but you know what I'm referencing. I hope you get mmmed for... For the game coming out on PS5. And then, like, Corey Barlog had to be like, hey, I made the decision. Like, why are you attacking my dev team? And also, like, don't be attacking anyone for it. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. It was a business decision. Who cares? Don't be sending death right. and death and R-word threats to developers on Twitter. Like, good God. that What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. we're Again, we're losing our humanity. Stop it. Be kind. Whatever happened, if you don't have nothing nice to say, just don't say nothing. Hi, the internet took that away so when many, they gave people the power of being an. So many small lessons you're taught in life as a child that we just continue to ignore as, as adults. Last Delvin so put earlier. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me just also say that's not me saying being anonymous is a bad thing. There are definitely situations where being anonymous is a good thing. But there are that small section of people out there who take being anonymous as an excuse to be an absolute shitty person. Just don't do yeah. that. So. Yeah. Don't yeah. say anything Shifting you wouldn't be willing to get punched in the face over. That's my motto. That should be your motto. Yeah, because 100%. You say some shit like that to me, I'm punching in your face. Point blank. Extremely Amen. valid. So shifting back to the games. I mean, um, it was a valid games topic, but like it had to do with the delay. Yeah. So. so he also talks about PC fitting into the worldwide and PlayStation View of things moving forward. They're still early on planning on PC, which is, again, why I said it's not going to be a seismic shift. It's going to be something slow. Um, he talks about, you know, Japan studios and how important they still are and that, you know, them shutting down that stuff and then absorbing everything into Asobi doesn't mean that they're putting off, you know, the Japanese studios. He says, oh, no, I want to be very clear that Japanese games and Japanese talent remain extremely, extremely important to PlayStation Studios and Sony Interactive Entertainment. Japan and Asia are strongly associated with our legacy. The success of Sony, the PlayStation brand and many of our iconic PlayStation franchises were actually born in that so again, there's just so many more takeaways from this and things that they are they are doing. Like PlayStation seems to be, you know, going in the right direction. I really wish we could see more of Herman than we do of Jim Ryan. I think Herman is a yes. much better face for PlayStation. And they need to embrace that and have him out in front a lot more and have him more of as a talking head to give us insight into what's going on in PlayStation. He is he is that guy. Like if they they want to have somebody like um like an Uncle Phil Herman would be that dude and they need to start I I wish that they would start to lean into that more um the, the, instead the, of always Jim Ryan the the problem is that's that's what PlayStation they they never liked, I get it they never liked the Shuhei as like the front run Sean Layden. Yeah. they didn't like them being talking heads <laughs> and that's an unfortunate thing because Sean Layden was great at it Shuhei was great at it but Jim Ryan is I just look at it like this. You may not want something, but that's not necessarily what's best for business. And sometimes having that right. talking head helps you a lot. Even in terms of like, imagine if um going back in the day 
when the whole PlayStation Outage thing happened. And you didn't have nobody in front of you talking constantly like, hey, this is what's going on, this is what's going on, this is what's going on. Imagine if this Sony was out there to, during that time. It would be a nightmare. In terms of Sony that mm-hmm. was, they didn't tweet anything for three weeks after the network yeah. was going down. It was the exact same Sony. It's the same Sony yeah, we've but, always been dealing but with. But you had people talking. You had people talking a lot more than they talk now. Even even after that nope. moment. They, they don't talk now at all. Nope. They talk when they want to tell you stuff now. And that's it. Okay. And that's exactly what they did when the network outage happened. Like, I don't know what you're referencing. They, they were talking during the network outage. They were telling you certain things. They had to talk because it was just a bad situation when that network outage happened. That was just a crap show in terms of like, hey, this our system's down. It's not working. Oh, this is going to be a longer thing. And even after, I I hope really they make a documentary of everything that happened with that because there's a lot of stuff that went into that whole process, process and stuff like that. Well, they don't, Sony doesn't have to necessarily make it, but somebody should. I mean, yeah. no clip is great no at clip. video game, great at video game documentaries. But again, yeah. for business protection reasons, I don't think we'll ever get, it would be like, it would be like doing a documentary, and I'm I actually like this might even be a difference. I'm honestly surprised there isn't one about the blackout in New York, and I'm very surprised there's not one about. I feel happened. like there is something about that because remember that blackout happened in New York, and it took out most of Ontario's power too. Because we give each other power, like New York State, not Ontario. I don't Ontario. Even know what you guys are talking about. You don't. Well, again, West Coast, but like in 2004, there was an outage at a power station along the Niagara River. And it took out power to like half of New and yeah. most of Ontario. Um, so like it, it was. I barely remember yesterday. I definitely don't remember 2004. I remember it because we had no power for four days. I was nine. It was not fun. Hmm. I can. But um, yeah, like you said, Devin, it, they they need to talk more. Like one of the biggest things that hits on Sony is that they never they never talk. We never really know what's going on. Um, this interview was really good, and if we could get more stuff like that, I think. A lot of PlayStation fans and even the haters would be like, okay, Sony actually is doing stuff. Like, knowing that there's 25 games development, knowing that they push the games because they're they're trying to make sure they get quality, that they're not just axing, you know, Japan Studios. Um, just letting fans know what's going on, giving a better idea of what's happening with PlayStation and the, the directions that they're going in is important. Especially when it's juxtaposed next to, to Xbox, where you they're always talking like Xbox doesn't stop talking about what's going on with Xbox and you have Sony. And I, I know that it's, it's a cultural thing from, you know, Japanese and, and Japan and where, where they started from. Like part of their thing is like, we're going to hold it close to the chest until we're ready to tell you something. And Nintendo does the same thing. And I know that culturally that's where they're at, but I think that the shift to talking more could benefit them a lot more than, Nothing like the fact that he was able, they're able to say, yeah, Bend is working on a new IP instead of everybody being in limbo, wondering what is Ben doing? Are they working on Days Gone 2 or is that is that studio getting shuttered? But the fact that they were finally able to be like, yeah, they're working on a new IP like that's information they could have put out a while ago. But the fact that we now know that's happening is so much more beneficial to Bend and to PlayStation because now people aren't sitting there upset or wondering or like what's going on. You know. keep, keep in mind, by the way, the public official announcement from Bend and from Sony Santa Monica did not go live. In- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All it takes is just talking. <laughs> it's not that hard. You don't have to even tell everything you want to do. Just like, hey, they're working on this. They're working. You don't even say what it is. They're working on something. We have something yeah. coming up. But if you just sit here and leave us in the dark, 
People are going to speculate. People are wondering their own things and make their own assumptions. And sometimes people speculate. Mm-hmm. They make their assumptions fact, which is not true. Yeah. Yep. Because then you get everybody, everybody who's anybody talking about how Sony is quiet and what are they doing? They must not be working on anything. Things must be bad. Anytime anybody goes silent for too long, they automatically assume things are bad. Things aren't going well. Something must it's, be happening. It's yeah. the same thing with, I'm pretty sure the Ratchet and Clank embargo is the eighth. I don't have in There's 47 trophies, and I'm making the extrapolation that Greg Miller has 89 hidden trophies on his profile. And standardly, Greg has 42 hidden trophies on his profile. And, uh... That's because he used to cheat for that game. How the uh, hell do you know that? Face, Delvin. So, the look on your so face. Oh her, my god. Apparently, I am extrapolating that Greg Miller has potentially platinum to that game. Um, I'm sure we'll find out on Tuesday. That's also the rumored embargo date that I've been seeing going around. Also, Delvin, you ask, how do I know this? Hi, a little website called psnprofiles.com. So it's very useful for trophy hunters. You can also look at other people's profiles. Um, I like to you know, judge how I'm doing, you know, in comparison to others. Like, are you, Greg, Blessing also has his profile, like, um... How many platforms here? How many platforms here? I can't. Blessing. You can't look at Blessing's trip today, though. I thought you did. But you knew Greg on top of your head. I'm like, how did you know that? Uh, well, I know Greg's <laughs> hidden trophy count number off the top of my head, because Greg's talked about it on several podcasts. And when you go to someone's PSN profile, if they have hidden trophies, beside where, like, if they're a premium member like I am... You'll have a gold little P on your profile that says, like, premium member. Uh, beside it, there would be a blue square with an H in it that stands for hidden trophies. And if you hover over it, it will tell you how many trophies that user has hidden. So it tells you that stats are adjusted accordingly. Um, so, currently, Greg Miller has 89 hidden, and he standardly has 42. Um, again, that's extrapolation. Yeah, but it's also, it's also the you. rumored embargo date that I've seen. Um, who knows? I, I don't know. Um, just, I don't know what point I was trying to make with this. So I got on. I don't know either, but if, if you want to take, (laughs) if you want to take half this energy that you had on that stuff, just said now and invest in some stocks, we all could be rich right now. (laughs) I don't have any money to invest in stocks. You need money to invest in stocks. Also, AMC stocks were $5 at one point. Delvin, Delvin, Delvin. Let's not forget. I have to pay the rent and do the groceries. And pay all the regular household bills. But if you flip that AMC stock, you could have paid the rent. Hi, I can't afford to buy a hundred shares of AMC. They were five dollars. You need a hundred shares. I I made. Let me not say it on the pocket. Never mind. Y'all wondering how Delvin got that CX for the LG CX TV. No, I, I mean, hey, Delvin flat, out, Delvin flat out said how he got the CX. Um, like. Or as Delvin described it, fuck off money. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. um, but no, like, I couldn't afford to drop the money on stocks because I got to do everything this month. This this will not be an issue next month, which is nice, but we've already taken care yeah. of it. But this month, everything's on me, my friend. I did not have enough money to drop on stocks to make it worth it. Buying one $5 share of AMC, even at the profit of, 243% I think is where AMC stock topped out the other day. That's $67. That's not worth that. it. See? That's not worth it. See, that's the energy right there. So exactly. Knows us. I had that's no idea. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. Uh, well, you know stonks, what? This everybody. is a great place to put a pin <laughs> in all of that. Um, we've been going on for about two hours now. Getting a little long on the two. So, Actually, uh, we're, we're we can over two hours. We can go ahead and wrap this up.
Yeah, we can go ahead and wrap this episode up. Um, Sony is is letting us know things, and that is important for all of us Sony fans. Um, PlayStation seems like it's going down a good road, and uh, E3 is around the corner. We got Ratchet and Clank this week. We got Final Fantasy VII Integrate this week. Um, oh, things are moving and before shaking. we forget, I remember the point I was trying to make. I was I brought up the review thing because it's the same thing when people don't see reviews until like the day before a product they always assume the game is bad bad. yeah yeah that's the point i was trying to make after my long-winded thing about extrapolating how many hidden trophies greg miller has to assume that he has the look on delvin's face was so good (laughs) how do you that was some rain man trophies (laughs) trophies uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for episode. What is this? Eighty six. Uh, I think so. Yes. I, uh, I can check. I can check. One sec. Eighty One something. Eighty six. Uh, yes, it is eighty six. Because last week was eighty five. That'll do it for episode eighty six of the PlayStation Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the PlayStation Experience, not PlayStation Podcast. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Please feel free to holler at us. Give us a follow over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP. Stop by the blog at PSVG.blog or the Discord at PSVG.blog slash Discord and join us for all of our shenanigans there. It's gonna be popping because it's E3 week. So there is lots of information just flooding around. People are excited. Um, getting ready for basically what is known as Gamer Christmas because this is when we get all of our news and all of the things that are typically coming in the pipeline for the fall and beyond. So come kick it on the Discord. Delvin, that means you too. We'll see. You, you, know, least. That's, you know that's not happening. <laughs> he'll pop, he'll pop to, in eight hours later with like news that we've already had a 200 the same news. long right. message He's conversation. Yes. He is fantastic. Y'all hear this PS5 thing coming out soon? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, but last but not least, you can join us over our, or come be a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash PSVG. We're for only $3 a month. You get additional, just a slew of additional content. We have stuff like our Sweet Hangs podcast. It comes out early for patrons, and then you get it on Wednesday. So that yeah, Donnie just come, tweeted check out our live Patreon. When we went live. Yeah, I think they, I think, I don't know if they're having an episode later this afternoon. I don't afternoon. know. I Isn't think they Donnie are. on vacation? I don't know if he's back or not yet, but there may be an episode coming this week today later today on twitch so check out the patreon and with that in mind i'd like to give a thank you to our producers uh michael Masick, barry cathcart edwin callow stephen keller nick creature rude days 93 ben boxing rob emmanuel nick farber paul calicote kyle Heyman, grouchy surge myself josh the bone saw Boney, rj kern horse girl 69 zachary adams and joseph wilson Thank you all for joining us in the journey that is PSVG. With that in mind, Haley, let the people know where they can find you. You can find me over on Twitter at Shepard Zarel. Um, you know, just activism and, you know, uh, I would say shit posts, but I feel afraid to do that. And several people know why now, but we won't bring that up here. Uh, also, uh, um, generally just like me tweeting random nonsense as well about games and stuff. Uh, you can find me on your game platform choice at Haley Zarel. Um, again, if you're going to add me, just please send me a message letting me know who you are. Like, it's so helpful because sometimes you're... And again, like, if you want to keep your trophies private, that's fine. That's up to you. That's fine. Uh, I just need to know where you got my username from. So, that's all. <laughs> if you got it from the podcast, just say, hey, podcast. Like, it's not hard. Uh, 
I generally won't add people that just send me a blank friend request. So, Facts. Uh, you you can find me on twitch.tv slash Israel. Uh, again, I need to get settled into the job now that I have one before I have like a defined schedule for you. Um, and then again, uh, as Dev and Delvin like to say that I'm keeping Tumblr alive, but I'm not the only one over there. If you want to follow my shenanigans on uh, Tumblr, <laughs> it's still mostly Lucifer. Yesterday, I was retweeting, uh, reblogging a bunch of stuff about Teen Wolf because it was the 10th anniversary of the pilot episode. Um, you know, lo- loads of shenanigans going on over there. Ship posts, Lucifer, Teen Wolf, the Vampire Diaries, anything. So it all happens over there. So Tumblr. Yeah. Special. What about you, Delvin? Where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Delvin underscore Cox. Check out the Delvin Cox experience anywhere you get podcasts. There you have it. Sweet, simple, and to the point. And you can find me at Dad Ninja Dev pretty much everywhere. Come follow me on Twitter, talk some trash, ask some questions, and just generally, you know, hang out. It's all good. So with that, long live play this has been a production of the play some video games podcast network